Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about the season four finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Woo! Get excited, everybody. It's real good. Let's go! Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to discuss the season four finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. World's End. That's right. Season four, episode 22, World's End. Uh, We got a ton of feedback, a ton of your thoughts. Uh, Let's just jump right into it. Full spoiler alert for the season four finale in three, two, one. The world ends. Uh, I mean, one of the worlds does end. That's true. The framework is gone, and yeah. God, poor Mac. Uh, oh my God, yeah, poor Mac. Poor, poor Mac. Poor Mac, indeed. That was Ghost Rider came back. Whew. And there was so much good that happened this episode. There was yeah. so much to be excited about. Like Ada had an incredible. I'm sorry, Ophelia had an incredible like. Emotional roller coaster of her own, and Mac had an incredible emotional roller coaster, and and he made me sad, and I cried because, well, no, I didn't cry. I came real close to crying. I was at work, and I was on my lunch break, and I was watching the episode, and I was like, I can't cry here. I can't cry here. (laughs) They're gonna think it's weird. I legit cried, like tear uh, at least a single tear fully ran down my face (laughs) you know i went back to watch guardians of the galaxy this past weekend i watched it with my mom and like yeah we're sitting in the back row and i'm just like this is really good and then i just feel this streaming hot tear go straight down my cheek and i was like i'm in the back row nobody can see this (laughs) it's cool i had a weird experience once where i went to see the notebook with my parents (laughs) I don't know why. I was like 15 or 16. They wanted to go to a movie, and I was like, sure, I'll come. Uh, I don't know why I was going to a movie with my parents when I was 15. I mean, it might have been something like Mother's Day. It might have been, you know. But I'm, at, I'm watching The Notebook with my mom on one side, and for some reason, like a 70-year-old woman on the left side of me. <laughs> and since my parents were together, it was pretty much like I was on a double date with my parents and this 70-year-old woman. Nice. <laughs> and uh, uh, me and her spoke to each other throughout the movie. <laughs> But she turned to me at one point and was like, don't tell all my friends that I'm crying. <laughs> and I said, you don't tell all my friends that I'm crying. <laughs> and me and the seven-year-old woman just had a real like bonding moment. Oh, man, I would not have bonded with her. I would have been like, all your friends are dead. You're old. Oh, that's harsh, man. I am a jerk, though. <laughs> it's, 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 suddenly I'm realizing that. <laughs> <laughs> After all this time. <laughs> all this time. We've, all this casting together. Finally realizing the jerkdom of it all. Yep. Um, so, this episode was great. This I, episode was great. It, it brought in so many cool elements. Just the visuals of this episode were amazing. Watching Ghost Rider fight these robots was just fucking great. That's You know, that's probably one of the, the greatest things that we've gotten to see, is Ghost Rider with an Inhuman fighting against robots and an Inhuman. Yes, Go one of the most epic shots Shield has ever done. Yeah, ever was Ghost Rider holding onto Ada as she teleports and falls falls down the through like city streets. Yeah, yeah. They showed it from the top. They showed her actually falling over a city and then teleporting again. That was that was 
on the level of something like a uh, like like Doctor Strange, where you see all that crazy. You know, stuff that's, that is the one that I was thinking of when we saw that. Yeah. I was like, "Holy crap! This is like Doctor Strange level crazy." Yeah. and I mean, it, she was teleporting, but but he legit turned his turned his thing into a, uh, his thing. That's a his sling chain into, now. His yes, his his sling chain, his sling ring chain. That's amazing. This just tied so much together. It really uh, just just brought. We've had a run of great episodes on S.H.I.E.L.D., and I think this entire year has been great. Yes. Uh, but it all culminated in this really cool episode. And it, it, I do feel a little more like it was cool. I don't know. I almost said it was more cool than emotional, but there's the Mac scene. God, Somehow man. I didn't feel it. I, I believed them when they killed Gemma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know Gemma bought nine thousand because because the way <laughs> they did, they they staged it well when she stabbed her. I was like, oh, she's gonna be fine. She's just because she she stabbed her, but she didn't like kill her yet. She's just threatening. She's saying, you know, yeah, this is just a flesh to, wound. Yeah, try to get help me. Tell tell me to save her. Beg, beg me, me to save her. Beg me to let her live. Yeah, all of that. And I thought, okay, this is still this is still gonna work out. Still gonna work out. And then they did kill her. And I just didn't feel it. It didn't hit me, you know? Yeah. And I guess because they haven't... As most shows do, when a character's going to die, they build them up a little bit. They let you emotionally connect with them more. Uh, but I more felt it for Fitz than even feeling it for Gemma, which is kind of a portrayal of the Gemma character to some degree. <laughs> you know, like, if when she dies, all we care about is how Fitz feels, then that that's well, kind of a sad thing. I've been saying, like, all season, they just keep bullying Fitz. Oh, yeah. And, like, while that was happening, I was going, why are you doing this to Fitz? Like, he doesn't deserve this. No, and then I was like, "Oh not. shit, that's Gemma also being <laughs> being hurt." Like, okay, maybe I should reassess my evaluation. But why are you doing this to Fitz? Yeah, like it it does it did kind of feel like I mean, and, and part of that is that it was Ada's uh, purpose in doing it was to hurt Fitz, and so we kind of see that, and, and she's she's effective at that, or, or so she thinks, but. I really did feel more for Fitz than Gemma. Um, and maybe maybe Gemma's been a bit of a one-note this season with all she's been wanting to do is get back to Fitz. Well, I mean, can you blame her? No, I can't. Have you seen him? <laughs> um, I think uh, she she jumped through the world. Jump, jump. I, I think it's interesting that uh, Yo-Yo also crossed dimensional barriers and went to a another world to bring back Mac. Yep. That is very reminiscent of what happened with Fitz and Simmons. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, man. I just realized this. There was a, there was a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 tie-in in this episode. Uh, was there a really hot girl named Brandy? Nope. Okay, I'm nope. just throwing one on. Uh, uh, when she went into the framework, there were yo-yos all over the place, and John Hanna's character said that uh, he felt... Like he was Pac-Man gobbling up biscuits. Oh, because yeah. he kept finding them. That was that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> that's such a great moment. <laughs> I love the Pac-Man moment. Um, yeah. So we've got great, uh, just just great, great, great development for everybody. Uh, I I I really was expecting um, the Doctor. What's his name? Uh, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. I was expecting Dr. Radcliffe <clears throat> to try to think of a way out of the framework. Yeah, like build himself. a body or something. Yeah. Or for him or Hope. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would have been a great redemption arc for his character if he'd, like, been working on a body for himself, but he decided to give it to Hope. 
Yeah, that would have been been a nice, like... That would have been a really great redemption arc, except we got exactly why that can't happen from Ghost Rider, is that the body that Ada had made for herself as Ophelia was made of the same kind of dark energy that the Darkhold was made of, and the Ghost Rider is drawn to that like uh like gps you know like he he locates it like gps on a car sure but he had to destroy it he was driven to destroy it to to, to destroy ada but i I would like to think that that whatever that energy is is maybe smart enough to what like maybe ghost just like ghost rider sees the evil in men's hearts or whatever uh I, i would like to i would like to think that he would be able to see the good if it's a good or an evil that he is like drawn to, you know. Yeah, like maybe the if the dark energy created someone that was good. Now that's not to say Radcliffe would make it, but I think <laughs> I think Hope might. But an innocent child. Yeah, I think Hope might survive the stare. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly that he would he would have to the writer would have to make the decision. They would have to appeal to his heart, and then you know you get that Ghost Rider redemption right. bit of like oh he does make decisions to let innocent people go. I realized we kept talking about it last week that someone might try to use Ada's out to get out of the world, get out into the world. I realized I, we never even discussed this that that whole place was flooded. Yeah, <laughs> and there was no way. <laughs> yeah, there was no way for them to use it, and I, I didn't even think about that last week. I was like, why don't they just try? And I was like, oh yeah, because. <laughs> It was all flooded and destroyed. Especially when uh, when the first thing you do coming over from whichever world is go, <gasps> like, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> right. That wouldn't be good. I, I guess they could do, like, like if they had yo-yo's powers, maybe they could swim to the surface. <laughs> They'd go right back to oh, the bottom. Oh, that's right. right They'd go right down, back though. to the bottom. Oh, that's yeah. why she's called yo-yo. We really haven't seen her use her power much as of late. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't use her power at all this this episode. Have she used it this season? I mean, we really haven't seen her this season. Well, no, she's been. I mean, she was there through the entire framework arc, but she's just been like hanging out on the ship. Uh, she hasn't really been doing much. So I don't know. Not not a huge deal, but not important. Not important. It's it's interesting that we haven't seen much of Yo-Yo. Um, speaking of the, the 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 talking about the writer and how he's drawn to dark things and knows these dark things. Um, apparently Coulson has some secret. Oh, yeah. Um, Coulson made a bargain. Or a bargain was made on his behalf, which is my theory. Do you think that whatever brought him back, uh, via Tahiti could have had something to do with Darkhold energy or Darkhold, uh, matter or power? I don't think so, because they didn't have it at that point, and that was Well, they didn't, but... I don't know who did. I don't think so. Um, I think it's something, it's some sort of bargain that he's going to have to, or not bargain, but it's some sort of, <laughs> Dormammu have come to bargain. Um, mm. It's some sort of deal that he made where he's going to have to submit to something later or, you know, something like that. And I definitely think something's coming. Robbie Reyes was just like, I don't envy you. Yeah. So like, I, I I feel like a deal was made for something to happen later that he's gonna have to uh he's gonna have to, to own up to or or you think you know, something pay. you think he's made some deal with some something on the dark side? Maybe. I mean he said that they started the whole conversation by saying, you know why he made that deal right. And it was almost like 
the only reason he would let you see what it's like to be a writer for a minute is because there's already a darkness inside you or something like that. Um, that's the, the sense that I got from it. It was just very ominous. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't either. I, I'm still, man, I am, I'm still hung up on the, like Phil Coulson was a ghostwriter. I know it was great. Phil Coulson was Ghost Rider. I, how soon did you know he was going to be Ghost Rider? You know, I honestly did not know until the transformation hit. Actually, I didn't even know until right at the frame after the transformation hit when they teleported out, and then it shows Robbie, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a, hold, what?" Yeah, and like the I thought that it was just like Robbie with a Phil Coulson mask, and like right the. And like the like uh, Mission voice modulator, style, yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible style. I knew as soon as they entered the room, and it was Coulson wearing Ghost Rider's gloves. Oh yeah, okay. He had the gloves on, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" I thought yeah. he just went back to you know Blackhand, like he had been in the past. That was so good. <laughs> oh man, I keep expecting him to use his laser finger, but he doesn't. Mm, no, nope. keeps not doing it. <laughs> you know. I, I feel I feel a little bit gypped though from something earlier in this season that we did not get a resolution on. Oh yeah. Where is VJ Nadir? And what is his power? Uh he can fight fast. It, his power was was called by the the special effects people to uh to be anticipation. Right. But he went back into a terragenesis cocoon at the bottom of the of Well, the ocean. he has some sort of terragenesis cocoon powers, too, because he also stayed in the terragenesis co- cocoon for like a year or something. Yeah, he stayed um, in it for a long time, but then he also went back into it when he got shot. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I don't, we don't know what his power is, but he's, he's got, he's got some sort of terragenesis cocoon powers on top of his anticipation powers. So. Uh, and I don't. I'm not surprised that we didn't get a resolution to that, just because we still don't have grav, grav graviton. Graviton is still oh, still hiding from us. He was the stinger oh. at the end of season one, right? Season one ended with him reaching at the screen. I actually think that that was at the end of the, was it at the end of the episode? The episode, yeah, that was episode three. Oh. I'm thinking toward the end of the season, they had a whole thing where they talked about maybe they, it was just the. That 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 rich guy was talking about loading it onto his ship or something like that. Yeah, the gravitonium. Yeah, maybe that's that was all I'm thinking of. Uh, so so we we definitely know he's somewhere. Some so there's, there's they're leaving all these little little villains sprinkled throughout the universe, which is great. It's awesome. I mean, we also have the um, the ice guy. The is he an Inhuman? No, no, the ice powers guy though from the, season one. From season one and season two, two or three, yeah. Who uh, who fell into the ocean and encapsulated himself in ice and floated away? So is that two guys we have sitting in the ocean somewhere? Yep, that's funny. Yep. Uh, anyway, I I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love when villains <laughs> arrive. Like I agree that the ocean is a deep, dark, scary place where anything can happen. But like, you, you got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe come up with something else next time. Uh, but you know, two, don't two's not too many. Two ocean dwelling villains is all right. Where's Namor? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I just I can't, I can't say enough good about this episode. I really liked it. Um, this whole season, man, I, I, and I'm sure we'll probably do more on this season because it's just so vast. Uh, let me ask you, 
of the three arcs, what's your favorite? Oh God, you can't do that to me. Yeah, man. You know, I honestly I thought that the um, the Ghost Rider arc was going to be my favorite, mm-hmm. and then the LMD arc happened. And I was like, holy crap, that's incredible. Yeah. And I thought that the framework was going to be really just lackluster. And, me too. And be you know kind of missed a miss a note or something like that, and just not. Not be great, and then it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it may be the opposite of like I was excited that they were just bringing Ghost Rider into the universe because that was going to be neat uh, to have a kind of a headlining hero on the show was kind of an exciting idea. But uh, I agree. I think that may have been my not that I didn't love it, but I think that may have been my least favorite arc of the season. I think. I think that uh, this last arc I, when and I was not looking forward to it. I was like, oh man, they're going to stay in the Stay in the Matrix for six episodes. That's <laughs> stupid. Uh, they did so much cool stuff with it, and they've they've really developed the characters. I loved Fitz's uh, speech at the end, and all the the team's speech around, like coming around Fitz to hold him and say, "No, you're you're still one of the team. You're with us." Yep, this is on all of us. That was awesome. That was really I, awesome. I about cried because he didn't. I was just like, "He's so strong." Right. He's emotionally just so strong. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh God! And so, like, I honestly think that Ghost Rider was probably my least favorite arc. Not saying it was bad; like, it was a great arc. It was an amazing arc, and I really love that story. But I honestly think the framework was probably the best arc this season. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I think you're right. Uh, I think we're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, great, man. We well, tend to be. Let's run down some of these feedback things. I'm sure there's stuff we haven't gotten to yet. What's and everybody else talking about? Everybody else will get to this. I think we have a few here from uh, talking about episode 21, and uh, then we got a bunch from episode 22, too. So let's talk. Oh, before before we get to any of that, he's in, they're in space. They're in space! I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I swear. If it's not Agents of Sword... Next season, I will. I, we riot. You know what, Omer? We riot. Omer Amalia and I will both riot. I know he's in on this. If it's not Agents of Sword, we riot. <laughs> I think it's pretty likely to be Agents of Sword, or it could be an alien race. You know, that definitely looked like to me like a human ship, though. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he's had English writing all in it and stuff. Yes. Um, it has to be Sword. Yeah, because I think you're right. It's I mean, Talbot talked about he's getting pressure from another intel organization, and that sword is and another intel organization like sister to Shield, <laughs> Sword and Shield. Yeah, I get it. But where was he getting? When, when did he say that? Someone else mentions that too. But when did he say about the getting pressure from an intel organization? When he talked to Phil on the phone this episode, and he, when he was trying to get him to come to the. The meeting or whatever. Yeah, when he was trying to come to the okay, to the, uh, I have to, I have to the rewatch that scene. summit or whatever they want to call it. I didn't. It. I didn't notice him saying that. I, I thought he was just saying that they were getting pressure from everywhere to shut down Shield. You know, I didn't, realize, <laughs> I didn't remember the specific organization. Yeah, I um no, he didn't say what specific right, organization. Right, no, but he mentions an, or, an organization. Yeah. I uh, I I feel kind of bad for Talbot. Because, like, most of what he says is just noise to me. It's, he's just, like, angry military guy. Yeah. Number two, you know? Sure. But then he got shot in the head. Yeah. I actually really liked Talbot. He is kind of a rube most of the time, but he's, like, a lovable rube. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I did not like to see him get shot. I want, to, I, want, I want him to, you know, continue to be there sort of 
to to be a good foil for the team to just always be besting. <laughs> I like him. So mm. what do we got on this uh, feedback here? We got a lot of people talking. Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 21, spoilers. This show just keeps on getting better. I am now convinced it's the best show on TV, and frankly, better than all but a very few episodes of Netflix MCU. The writers handled the framework in a very original way. Unlike The Matrix, the the framework completely reprograms your brain so that you have two complete sets of memories. This fundamentally changes all the characters who went through the experience. Fitz will never be the same. And that's on top of the brain damage he suffered at the end of season one. The inhuman slash human version of Ada. Damn! I really thought she might come back as a useful hero, but I had a feeling that she'd go nuts if if Fitz wanted to dump her. Whoa. Just what Fitz needed on top of everything else is a fatal attraction from the ultimate inhuman. Yikes! And then, of course, oh shit, Ghost Rider! But seriously, can he even, or can even he take on Super Ada? Great episode, but I have one complaint. Did the writers need to introduce the pilot guy and the butch-haired agent? Couldn't they just have brought back Bobby and Hunter? And seriously, why aren't they in the framework? Hashtag bring back Bobby. Bring Bobby back. Yeah, we'd love to see Bobby and Hunter back. I miss I miss Bobby and Hunter. I think I think Jeffrey James recommends she come back almost every week, which I'm I'm with him. I'm I with think him. it's at the at the end of everything he posts. Yeah, hashtag bring back be back. I like bring it. Bring Bobby back. Uh, well, you know what? If they go to space, then clearly the deal that they made with the Russians can't be upheld. Ooh, what if it has to be? They had to disappear. Holy what shit! If they, what if they just got picked up by the agency? No, what by if the sword? What if instead of it being Abigail Brand, it's Bobby Morse? That would be great. Uh, I don't know anything about Abigail Brand. I know she is she like the leader of Sword or whatever. Yeah, she's actually what's really cool is that she's Beast's girlfriend, like X Men Beast, fun his girlfriend. I mean, obviously they can't do that on this show, right? But uh, she was, you know, she's be nice for boyfriend at least had like blue hair or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's get uh, let's get <laughs> let's let's get Hunter to dye his hair blue and just be yeah. like, I thought it was necessary for being in space. How, I think it would be amazing though if they go up to space and Hunter and Bobby have just already been working for sword for six months and they're like used to everything. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be an amazing little turn. Like, Oh, Hey Phil, let me fill you in. Yeah. Let me fill you in. Ha, 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 ha. You get it. That <laughs> yeah. was a pun. Drake Thompson said to us on Facebook, age sealed four twenty one. You know, a show is good when one of the best scenes has no words. That scene where Simmons sits with Fitz and he breaks down was some of the best acting I've seen on any show, period. Ada is the prime example of why we don't give superpowers to toddlers. Maybe <laughs> maybe learn to manage emotions before becoming an unstoppable deadly force. Yo-Yo apparently doesn't think things through. So will someone have to go back into the framework to rescue her and Mac? They have a lot of ground to cover in one episode. Looking forward to it. Well, they didn't. And we... Oh my god. That... That scene with Radcliffe on the beach, yeah, just waiting for the end to come. Yep, that still that affects me emotionally now. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was so you beautiful. Tell, you could tell the, the the writers like had that shot in their head. Like, it seemed like a shot that they had in their head. Like. But way before they tried to write this episode, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, it's yep. gonna, oh, we know how it's gonna end, and the world ends this not how, with a boom, but a what is he? Not with a, not with a. No, this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but with a. Yeah, 
And the glass just drops. So good. He didn't even get to enjoy that glass. I know. Should have at least gotten a good taste of it. I don't know. It looked like <sighs> about half that bottle was empty. God, that was... Uh, I need a moment, man. Yeah, that was intense, man. Real intense. Uh, that on top of... I, do, I did think that Radcliffe was unusually well-grounded for Ratcliffe this episode. Like, he just kind of had accepted his own death and was worried about Yo-Yo and Mac. More Yo-Yo. He's like, Yo-Yo, get out of here, get out of here. Uh, I kind of feel like the character of Ratcliffe would have been a little more freaked out by the by the idea of oblivion, you know? Well, he did say, like, what is an eternal life without my precious Agnes? Yeah. No, it was beautiful. <sighs> it was beautiful. It actually reminded me a lot of, like, a Doctor Who type moment. Um, Doctor Who has a lot of those really nice, just like, this is a great end to a character, you know, like that, or, or whatever. Um, or like, this is a great, just way to round off this storyline. And, uh, and I think this was kind of almost taking a page from that sort of book. And I really liked it. Reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. So, uh, let's see. What's, what's next? We got superhero ethics sent us an email. It says, Hey guys. Hi. Hey, Superhero Ethics. So, I know I'm an episode behind, but I had to write to you guys. That moment when Fitz realizes how much he shares with Ward, that his time in the framework shows that if he had grown up with a father like Ward, he might have been like him, was one of the most profound moments of the show. It raises so many questions about what it means to be a bad guy, quote-unquote, and how about how easily we hate, quote-unquote, bad people, when it would have been so easy for us to go down that same road if a few things had been different. I loved hearing you talk about that moment because it's one that I'm going to be thinking about for a long, comma, long time. Love the show. Thanks for all you do. Matthew from the Superhero Ethics Podcast. Also, P.S. My girlfriend loves me, supports me, and doesn't listen to my podcast. I feel your pain, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's... I wonder how many podcasters' girlfriends listen to their podcasts. I can't imagine it's many. (laughs) I mean... Julie already hears me talk enough. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I same with Alyssa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I totally agree with him about the moment about Fitz and Ward, and it's, it was such a great like philosophical question to raise in such a subtle way. I mean, not, you know, obviously not that subtle. It was pretty in your face, but like, there's a lot of ramifications to that question yeah like what is evil what is what does it mean to be a bad guy exactly like superhero ethics here says um he he, superhero ethics wrote in a great ethical question um (laughs) no way (laughs) really but it, it really really smartly done and i you know people have that philosophy and i think it's true like we all have things in our life that we all have advantages uh that allow us to maybe do things better than other people ha- have had the you know opportunity to uh to to the, you know the privilege that many of us have uh allows us to maybe look at ourselves as a good guy but uh and and look at other, look down on others but there's no need for that kind of judgment you know yeah uh and that's that's like a really is a good philosophical question not that I have a lot of smart words to say about it, but <laughs> I just thought that was real neat. <laughs> not, not that I'm a philosophizer, but <laughs> just saying. Okay, so next up, uh, Jordan Olson said to us, Hey guys, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 21, spoilers! 
My first thought after watching the episode was that pretty much every scene featuring Ada would make for some great gifts about whoop, about post-breakup crazy ex-girlfriends. <laughs> also, did the Russian just admit to being Modok when he said he was designed only for killing? Thanks for the great podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, we It seems to be the consensus that Modok is Modok. Um, which, <laughs> Modok did not die this episode. No. They did not find his head. No, they didn't find it. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't cut off the head, but you know, four more took its place. Yeah, so Modok's still around, which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I I like all the villains. He's not even on the bottom of the ocean. He's not. <laughs> yeah, well, he might be because he said that you don't know where my head is. You know, that's true. So he could be at the bottom of the ocean. Well, he's been known to be on the bottom of the ocean. Now that I take it back, you know what? He probably he's is on probably the bottom in of the that ocean. submarine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They keep leaving these no, like, these unfinished off villains at the bottom of the ocean. Season two, at the end of season two, you know what happens? Terragenis or the Terragen crystals, crystals go into the ocean. Go into the ocean, yeah, and then dissolve there, and it's yep. caused by fish. So we've we've just what we've discovered is on Agents of Shield is the ocean is the bad guy. <laughs> Season one, Ward tosses Fitz and Gemma into out the ocean. into the ocean in yeah. the pod. Yep. So true, so yep. true. <laughs> all right, I think the rest of I think the rest of our feedback we have is all from this current episode. So, oh, is it? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Here we go. Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, "Agents of Shield finale spoilers. Agents of Sword. I'm calling it." The next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they are S-W-O-R-D, Agents. Wow, what a great season ender. They knocked it out of the park again. So excited to see Ghost Rider and Coulson joining the Ghost Rider ranks. So sweet. Not to mention Ghost Rider's chain double as a sling ring? Sign me up for next season. I was one of the few people that didn't enjoy the Matrix theme dark, but I watched every episode faithfully. So gallant. Ah, sorry, got too excited. You got really excited on that one. So glad it finally paid off for me. Keep up the great cast, guys. I saw our Guardians three times so far, and each time I loved it a little more. Have a great one, guys. Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Um, <laughs> is he cool? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's very cool. <laughs> Brian Mary Poppins Keegan. Thank you, sir. All right. Then. Thank you for that great review or great feedback that I could excitedly read. Yeah, you, you made him sound a little crazy. Uh, you, no, man, he's just real excited. You, you see all those exclamation excited. marks? There are a lot of exclamation he marks. He is excited. Um, totally agree with Brian on all Agents that. Agents of Sword is a great freaking idea. We, <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm totally in. <laughs> uh, he didn't like the Matrix theme, Dark, though. That's You know, to each his or her own. Sure, sure. I just, I'm so excited about the idea of Agents of Sword. Like, he's this, in space! Phil Coulson opened up a freaking window oh, and was like, "Look at that! That's a that's a freaking cloud. That's a that's enough a... sightseeing. Back to work." Oh film. my god! So such a good line too. Um, oh, um, if they turn Agents of Shield into a spacefaring adventure drama, that's just insane and awesome. 
Think about how far this show has come. Oh, I know. That's what I mean. Like, they, and, and the, I feel like it accelerated the season with going to. I feel like what they did with the Ghost Rider are having the three different arcs was almost turning what they might have done with a full season. Like, I could have seen them do a Ghost Rider for a whole season in a different version of the show. Maybe in like, a different, in a, worse version. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now they're doing. They're moving quicker through these storylines, and it's. I just think it's awesome. It's oh, really you rad. know, you know uh, that when they got renewed, they're actually been renewed for a full 22 episodes oh was see i was wondering about that because uh we'll talk about the news in tomorrow's episode but one of the news pieces we're covering tomorrow is the fact that there's uh they're 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 not starting till january right or or, or they're not starting until after the inhumans after humans which which inhumans should end in like november so maybe they'll cover the entire spectrum of the holidays kind of like they did with uh with, like as if Agent Carter, you know, used to fit in between. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably what they'll do. I think if they just go, you know, balls out, no breaks, then they might be able to pull it off by summer's end. I think if if if, if the community that watched this show, uh, our listeners and all the rest, would get online and tell their friends how and 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 tell their friends face to face how good the show has gotten, I think we might uh, we might be able to get more seasons out of this show. I think it's really. They're just, they're just, I think we could see the, the viewership actually grow. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, uh, I mean, if, if, if I hadn't been watching this and I heard they were turning Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into like a cosmic storyline. Well, you love Firefly. I love Fire, I love Firefly, I love Star Trek. I, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. Um, and, and so that would have gotten me on board for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, okay, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in space. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Really cool. So Rob Deal said to us on Facebook, spoilers for season four, episode 22. I have a theory about the end of this season slash next season. Contrary to what has been said about the Inhuman show being separated from S.H.I.E.L.D., I think they're on the moon, captured by Inhumans, possibly on order by the royal family. Ooh. I could see that being a thing. I don't think that they're on the moon, though. Because the Inhumans are not actually on the moon. They keep saying that they're from another planet. Oh, really? They're on another planet. They're from another planet. That's where they are. They escaped to Hawaii, of all places, (laughs) during the military coup. But I I could see them being picked up by the Inhumans and being on, like, an Inhuman ship. And, uh, and, like, after the Inhumans figure out their thing and Black Bolt gets his, his thrown back and, you know, everything is hunky-dory there, then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show up and they're like, oh, uh, sounds like you guys have had a lot going on while we've been on the way. Yeah, it definitely is interesting that we're, we're about to see the Inhumans, which is at least partially probably space-bound. Um, or other planet bound, and now we've got Shield up in space too. And and, and the the thing that excites me the most about it is if you think about the timing of this. Yep, they're going to be in space starting in November. Yep, and let's say mid season finale ish. <sighs> God. Will fall right around Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, so my we God. finally get a chance that the Infinity War could like greatly impact the show. Oh God! In a really fun and cool way. Oh, I can't handle it. That's just, that's immediately <laughs> what I thought when I saw that he was in space. I was like, "Oh shit, they're getting ready for Infinity War. Like they're they're preparing." Which, oh whoa! In the past, we've talked about them. How, if they prepare better. They could do a better job of tying into the movies. Yeah. And 
maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is like then we're still going to do. Hopefully they'll still do smaller arcs, but maybe it'll tie into the bigger, uh, the bigger MCU. Thor Ragnarok comes out in November. That is so true. Thor Ragnarok comes out in November. Could directly affect Agents of Shield. That's true. They are in space. They are. Thor in Ragnarok space. Is supposed to be a space bound buddy f- like road trip. Yeah, flick. and it's and it's Ragnarok, which is supposed to be like the end of the universe. It's the so end of, of Asgard. Yeah. If all of this like big, you know, apocalyptic times is happening out in the universe for whatever reason, uh, you could definitely see that impacting uh, Agents of an Agents of Sword. Let's say. This show starts two or three weeks before it, Ragnarok, and then Ragnarok happens and impacts the show. That'd be really cool, and they'd be in, and they could continue to be in space through Infinity War. Yep, that sounds cool, man. Oh, I'm all about it. Loving it. Okay, uh, Mark and Margo sent to us on Facebook that tag scene at the end of the season five finale. Does Coulson have Trip's grandfather's boots? I'd like to believe, after Colston and the framework found out that the boots belonged to a Howling Commando, he knew where those boots were in the real world. This is why Colson had to get back to HQ. He went through Tripp's old stuff and grabbed the boots before leaving HQ for good. <laughs> I love that theory, and I could see it absolutely in his character to do that. I could also see those boots having some sort of superpower that we just don't know about. Like they have a laser toe. Yeah, laser toe. <laughs> Whatever. Everything That's... has a laser. That sounds awesome. Lasers are dangerous in space. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> I just, I'm, I'm a little bit astounded that like that's what you're focusing on in that scene. They're in space. Yeah, and you're looking at the boots. Yeah, I did not see the boots. I'm, I'm completely taking his word for the fact that he had similar <laughs> boots. I, I did. I was very focused on the fact that it was space. I think that's going to be like that scene is going to be memorable. You think about. Uh, you know, big moments on shows. Coulson looking out and seeing the stars and being in space somehow is a huge moment. It really is. Ah, so cool. I would be so on board though if it was if it was Tripp's grandfather's boots. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be great. That would be this this great little nugget. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook: Agents of Shield finale spoilers hyphen speculation. Agents of Sword. Lots of other people are calling it, but I think it makes total sense to go Cosmic Earth Defense. What more can they do with Hydra, Talbot, etc.? Let's see Abigail Brand fight some aliens, cross over with the humans, and just maybe tie into Infinity War for the series finale. As much as I love the show, let's give it a proper send-off in one or two seasons. I hope the show takes the bright cosmic colors from the movies. Yeah, I do too. I think, and I feel like they already have. Like, just that shot of of what space looks like. Yeah, looked like the cosmic universe. Even the ship had a bit of green to the hulls that reminded me of like a Guardians esque sort of thing. And, and, and man, it just looks awesome. It I noticed, just looks awesome. I noticed when he opened the door to walk out, there were those like it looked like two tanks in the hallway, but they were this like bright, rich red color. I was like, God, that's a lot of color for yeah. this show. Yeah. What if Sword had something to do with dropping Hulk off in space somewhere? Mm, they didn't, though. Uh, according to reports or whatever? Yeah, it was, it's supposed to be that the Grandmaster transported him to Sakaar. Yeah. I, you know, I could see a, a organization of Earth people, like, you say transported, it could have been, like, they hired Sword... Or like they traded swords something for you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. gave gave something to for Earth Defense while getting a Hulk on their side <laughs> or for their for their for their battles and let's face it sword would probably want to get rid of Hulk anyway yeah um, well I mean 
Sword doesn't care about earthbound threats. They're, I mean, it stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. So, other they look up. They look up right. and out. Right. They don't look down. Sure, but if they could trade off a, a threat that they considered a threat <laughs> and like make and, and get something from the Grandmaster. Maybe. Just saying. It's a theory. Just random, random thought. Make it, making it work with whatever you say. So don't try to defend yourself. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Robert T. Frost said to us on Facebook, episode 22 was very good, but is it just me or after seeing three of the most excellent episodes in 1920 and 21, did our finale seem a little lackluster? It felt a little more epilogue instead of epic. I have a theory for why he might feel this way. Um, I don't really feel... I, I do feel this way a little bit, I guess. And it's, I think, partially because Ghost Rider's back. Um, and not uh, not that I didn't love seeing Ghost Rider, but it kind of feels like we're in the middle of telling one story. Yeah. And then we jumped back... Yeah, whatever. Like, where have you been we all this back freaking six time? months? And we're kind of not as emotionally invested in the Ghost Rider being there. Like if Ghost Rider had come back a few episodes ago and kind of been part of the narrative and then had this happen, or maybe Ghost Rider was there all along. Like but Ghost Rider kind of coming back and then having so much of a focus on Ghost Rider felt a little uh, like pulling the rug out or, 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 or from the emotional impact of the episode a little bit for me. Yeah. But uh but I, I liked it a lot. I just can kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just, I feel like he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. Still love you, Robert. Anyway, <laughs> Richard Barrett said to us on Facebook, feedback for the season finale. One, forgot just how great Ghost Rider has been handled this season. They got me for a second with Simmons, although part of me wished it was real to give the ending a little more oomph. So does Colson possess the spirit of vengeance? He did mention the last Ghost Rider before, and did Robbie seriously sling ring without a sling ring? Lastly, if next season seems to be a long lead up to Infinity War, huzzah, gentlemen, to another great season. Yes, he did sling ring without a sling ring. He sling chained. He did indeed. Sling chained. Uh, Ghost Rider was real cool. <laughs> totally agree. And I don't think that Coulson possesses the spirit of vengeance beyond the fact that he possessed it for a moment to yeah. do, to do the job. Yeah, the spirit went back after after they were done. Kind of like how Mac took it for a little bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I kind of forgot Mac did that. I love the idea of Mac with the spirit of vengeance. I wish he'd kept it. Yep. yep. That would have been so good. I mean, he hopped on the motorcycle and like... <sighs> Johnny blazed it up. I like Robbie Reyes a lot, but I like Mac a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Mac's a cool character. Just, just, uh, just physically, he's, he's so imposing. Yeah, and his shotgun axe, his attitude, his sort of quippy, like fun guy. Oh my god! But he's a badass when he needs to be. A I just flaming shotgun axe. How amazing would that <laughs> be? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know. I know we have some artists out there. We get like some cool, like uh, you know. Drawings, and we get some cool like photoshops. Somebody do a Mac with a shotgun axe, flaming, flaming with, skull, like Mac. half a skull, like disappear. Oh, I want to see it. I want to see that. That's I want to awesome. see that real bad. That's amazing. You uh, know what would have been really funny is if Mac had the spirit of vengeance in him. In the end, like he came back and was able to fight Ada right then. Like, he comes back, he gets the Spirit of Vengeance, he gets his shotgun axe, he uses a flaming shotgun axe to cut Ada's head off. It's completely like he cut her head off in the, in the second arc. Yeah, 
that'd be kind of that would have been kind of fun. Which just brings it right <laughs> the back flaming around. Shotgun axe like cutting through her skin and searing her. Yeah, yep. that would have been kind of great. Yeah, I guess they could have done that. With, I guess Mac had other things going on, but they could have yeah. if they'd gotten him back sooner. Could have just made that happen. But Coulson, I mean, get letting Coulson be Ghost Rider for a minute is just kind of nice. It's like it's weird how I kind of root for Coulson, like the nerd that is inside Coulson <laughs> on the show, like the fictional nerd that is Coulson. Yep, and how he like. He just has to, he's such a fan of all these heroes. A little and, bit of a cold war buff. And when, when he walked in the room and he was like, oh, you guys were together and I missed it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I missed it, didn't I? The two of you together and I missed it. <laughs> Damn it. That was great. That was really, really great. Uh, I laughed like an idiot at work. <laughs> yeah, I, nope. I laughed real hard. All right, we got a, la- a couple last ones. I think all from Marco Margo. Are they really? Yeah, we got just a couple more. Okay. So, Mark Margo on Twitter. So, the other Intel organization has to be Sword. The device submitted a green light hinting to Abigail Brand. You know, I don't think that a light color really hints to any character. It is... I mean, she does have green everything. Like, green hair, green right. sunglasses, green... Hey, if if, if she clothing. shows up and she's colored and covered in green, Marco Margo called it. All right, that's. I think a lot, a lot points to this being sword. I, there's there's just, more than just a light. More than just the light, but but I think you know fair fair play fair it'd be, play. It'd be really funny though if everything that they had was in green and she was just like, I really like green. Yeah. What? Yeah, of course all our lights are green. It's fine. <laughs> How do we know if something's going wrong? There was. I just mentioned there was a green tint to the hull. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mark is on to more than you think. Oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> Mark says, Talbot said he was getting pressure from another Intel organization. I think this was the before the last one. Right, right, right. Yeah, he said, so just spitballing here, but one of the arcs for season five could be Secret Invasion. As we saw with the Watcher reveal, the MCU are getting elements of Fantastic Four characters back. The Skrulls can be a good possibility. That could be. Also, they got Ego back for, in that same deal. Um, oh, well, actually, the Skrulls have been part of the MCU. Or, well, the Skrulls have been, like, the rights to them have been shared with the MCU for a little bit now. That's right. That's right. They do have the rights to use them. They have Just the, certain. They don't have, they, they don't have super Skrulls. Right. They don't have specific Skrulls rights. But they the, have the ones that showed the up over, in Fantastic Four. Right. Like, they have the um, overall Skrulls. Oh, what was his name? The Power Scroll. God. Pybok. Pybok. They don't have Pybok. They don't have Super Scroll. They probably don't have Scroll X. Um, I would Skrillex? Not... No, Scroll X. Is his music as good? No. <laughs> um, I, they don't have rights to specific Scrolls, but they do have shared rights with Fox to use the Scrolls. Kind of like the same way they both use Quicksilver. Cool. So. Um, it's it's weird that we're getting to that world where both companies are getting so deep into what they use that they're having to like cross over and use some of the same stuff. Why they just need to give give Fantastic Four back? Just give every everybody needs to strike a deal with Marvel. I'm I'm sure Disney would share the money because they would make enough of it on their own, right? And then just, just make a universe that looks like our comic books. Sure, I think that's a great idea in 20 years. And here's why I say that: 20 years. You think it's going to take that long? Unless they do some hinky stuff with time travel <laughs> or or dimension hopping, because we have a very established Marvel universe. Yeah. I don't want to see it destroyed. That's fair. And if you bring the mutants in it, you kind of destroy the universe. Yeah. You kind of take the, the inhumans away. Yeah. Well, not even that. 
you just take away the fact that there aren't mutants already. <laughs> and so you could either bring mutants in now where like the X genes just starting to show up in the year 2017, like which would be fine. It, it would be a retelling of the story. You lose like Magneto being a part of World War II. You lose some of that timing stuff. Yeah. Um, Fox has been really, really particular with how they've kept... Uh, they've kept the heroes of the time that they were in. Yeah. You know, like Cyclops is always in the nineties or whatever. Like uh, that, that team is always in the eighties and nineties and uh, they, they, they always existed at the times they existed, which is fair. If you're making a universe is, is one of the only consistent things they've done in that universe. Yeah. Um, but Marvel has taken a little more liberties where they're not trying to make Tony Stark have to have existed in the 60s, you know? Yeah, they're Tony modernizing Stark, everybody. Tony, yeah, they just, they're coming about as time. They, now, there are exceptions, that being Captain America, he had to be in World War II. Like, I mean, that's kind of his origin. Like you, They could have, they could have easily said, hey, we need... We need a soldier for now, and he. But they wanted that character. They they felt that was an important part of the character. Yeah. Um. They could have done it differently. They didn't. Um. So, but the thing with, if they tried to make all the mutants jump over to this universe, they either have to do some sort of crisis type of storyline where the universes collide. That is a DC concept. It's, crisis yeah. is a DC thing. They are called incursions in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they could, they could have some sort of, uh, secret wars, secret wars, crisis, blah, 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 to combine the universes, which would be complicated and be hard for the average viewer. Um, I'm fine with the mutants staying where they are, to be honest. I'd love to see that world eventually, but yeah. we've got such a strong universe right now, I don't want to see them reboot it right now. I mean, mostly what I want from them is the Fantastic Four, because the Fantastic Four comes with Kang the Conqueror. Right. It comes with, you know, the Super Scroll and It comes and with Pibok a lot of and... the cosmic villains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a because lot of... Reed did a whole lot in Cosmic Universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did a lot of dimension hopping, too. Like, you know, you got the negative zone. You've got a Nihilus. In the right. in the Fantastic Four verse that they can't use, yeah. So so I think Fantastic Four needs to come back. I think that would be great. Plus, it's never been done well, and I don't think anyone would argue if just like with Spider Man, no one's going to argue if if Marvel just decides to right now do 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 them. I also don't think anyone would argue right now if they started doing mutants because I think no Fox has rights to the word mutant right no i know i don't think anyone would argue if they if they if they made a deal and brought them back yeah. just because fox is at a good stopping point <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty yeah if they just kept deadpool in this universe i don't think anyone would care after logan came out and you know you got that whatever it, logan came out deadpool needs to continue but the the x-men well has Dude, run, run real seen, dry for them they've done a real bad job have you seen the picture of josh brolin that he posted talking mm. about his workout for cable because he got announced oh cable. no i hadn't heard Dude, his biceps are crazy wow he is getting strong that's crazy he's not he's not that young of a dude either that's no. kind of that's impressive to get uh that swole at that age <laughs> um well, guys, I guess that's about it for this episode. Let us give you... I want to give you a little bit of a, a, an insider thing. Um, we'll talk about it tomorrow on our news episode in more detail. But we have a Patreon now. Woo! Um, 
we have a Patreon. We just added some some. We kind of put it together today in a rush, and uh, we've been meaning to have it together before the season was over. And I wanted to get it out. But uh, you know, we've been doing this cast for a few years. Uh, if any, and, and we've been asked a lot of times, how can you support that the show? If you feel like throwing us a couple shekels, we'd appreciate it. Shekels? What are shekels? Uh, money. <laughs> it's a couple of money. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a certain denomination of money. I don't it's know when a, it was from. Or it's a currency. It's a currency. If you want to spare a few quid. So, yeah, if you want to spare anything, it'd be great. There are some cool rewards, uh, I think. Uh, like, uh, could, you, you could get some cool MCU, swa- MCU cast swag where we're going to send out some, like, T-shirts or mugs or things like that uh, every every six months or so to the to the people who want to subscribe at that level. And if you want to – and you, you'll all get – uh, some some uh, some access to some Patreon only content and maybe some early access to things. We're still kind of working out all the details, uh, but you can also commission an episode. Uh, you can oh, that's actually a cool thing. Um, basically, the way I'm thinking about it is we've got all this time in the summer where we don't have a lot lot of things to talk about, so we're going to kind of make a list of our patrons as you they subscribe at the three dollar level, which is is a, is a heavy subscription. I fully admit. Uh, but as they subscribe at that level, they get put on the list to, for their uh, to, to be to commission an episode, and we're just gonna every week we don't have a current content coming out. Yep. we'll drop a an episode that's commissioned, and that could even be you just want to hear the MCU cast guys talk about Batman versus Superman like for real. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't discussed that with Jeff. But, uh, uh, you know, oh, if you want us man. to talk about something non-MCU, if you want us to have a duo, do a full Deadpool episode or a full whatever episode and talk about, we'll do, we'll do, we'll, we'll do what you want. If you we want really... us to talk about the first season of Gilmore Girls, you know what? I'll bite that bullet. <laughs> okay. I will say the one caveat is that we'll have to approve it only because we can't be, you can't be like, I'd like you to review all 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1. <laughs> I'll talk about Stargate SG-1. I've seen it all, but I'm not re-watching all of Stargate SG-1. <laughs> I haven't seen any of it. It's it's good. It's great. That's what but I've heard. Not re-watching all of it. No. Uh, it just too, too much time. So something like a movie or a, or, a, or, a, or a run of a comic book or something like that, we'd love to do. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, and so, so and if you want to commission an episode... So you can commission an episode, you can get some swag, uh, or you can do just get, come do a dollar. You can come do 50 cents an episode. And uh, by the way, we'll never post... Uh, they, they do it by post. So every time you post... Yeah, every on, time we post new content. Every time you post new content on Patreon, they... They they charge you. They charge your fans. Uh, basically, we're only going to do one post per week, so never more than one post per week on uh, Patreon. On Patreon, we might do three or four episodes a week, but no matter how many episodes we do, there will only be one Patreon post, which means only one charge per week. So so the most charges per year or whatever is fifty two. Like we won't. We're not going to drop like four episodes and try to get uh, Patreon subscribers. <laughs> to pay us 25 cents for every one of those four. We'll do like, you know, just like we've been doing, we might drop one episode a week. We might drop five. If we don't drop an episode, there's no charge. And if we do drop an episode, six episodes, we still only charge for one episode. So. What happens when the defenders comes out? Still same thing. We'll just do one posting per week. Okay. Um, so, so you guys, it's, uh, we, hopefully you've gotten some value from the show. You guys like it. So we've had a lot of people ask us really, that is the main reason we're doing this. Um, we would love to expand what we do here. Uh, we, we have a hard time keeping up with our full-time jobs and doing this every week. Uh, so 
but you know, the, the, if we get some support from you guys, we'll see what we can do to even expand what we do. We might start new shows. We might start covering new things. Uh, and to be honest, next year, there's going to be so much Marvel content. Uh, we always talk about how there's always more, but next year we've got, uh, well, we just found out, I'm, I'm excited that the Inhumans found out they're doing they're they're doing that they're dovetailing that into shield yeah. as opposed to doing it all at once because that was going to be a lot <laughs> uh, but so it sounds like in humans and shield but also we've got uh cloak and dagger and runaways coming out this year so yep and uh the new warriors show is being put into production Season two of Luke Cage is expected next year. Season two of Jessica Jones is expected next year. Nice. So it, the, the, the thing is, if you like this show and you get value from it and you want to throw us a couple dollars, that's awesome. And you know what? For every for every single person that is a Patreon subscriber, I will do a rep for every letter of your name and I'll do a video Ooh. of it. A rep for, and you're gonna like spell their name as you do. Like, what, what rep of what? It just depends on the workout of the day. <laughs> okay, I like it. Um, just I like. Please it. don't subscribe on leg day. <laughs> Especially somebody named Christopher. Do not subscribe on leg day. Like, if you could do I'm like chest as day, that'd be great. No, I'm going by your name. Your real freaking name. You can put in whatever name you want, as many letters as you want. Let's get him in shape. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's that's the big news that we. I wanted to at least mention it. We'll probably talk about it more tomorrow on the newscast because uh, we'll have a little more time. Time, but uh, uh, yeah, we are the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, patreon slash mcucast. Ooh. Page, I, I forgot to mention that in this whole spiel, but patreon slash mcucast is where you got to go. Uh, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, reach out soon and often, and we love you. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.